so thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to continue to talk about Jesus coming. He's coming, and He wants us to know that He's coming. He wants us to be prepared. Let's acknowledge Him, because He said that when we gathered in His name, He'd be here, and so I just believe that He is. Let's acknowledge Him, Jesus. We thank You so much that You are here, and that You want to teach us that you want us prepared for your return. We just thank you for warning us and, and just being here. We just acknowledge you, and, and we're just ready to hear what you have to say. We love you and praise you. We give you all the glory. We love you so much. We praise you. We just acknowledge you. We cherish your presence. Thank you so much. In your name we pray. In your name we pray. Amen. He wants us to know he wants us to be prepared for his return. And today he's talking to me about it being like, ready or not, here I come. Ready or not, here I am. He's been talking to us about um, that he's coming and there's a time of testing. He said this audibly to me. I don't know if you heard heard me tell it or this is the first video you're watching, but he said, the hour of Jesus has come. I woke up to an audible voice. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, what does that mean, Lord? And I know he was praying for me. And he said, the hour of testing has come. And then two days later, the great, a great hour of testing is at hand. I'm frustrated. Obey me. And what he's saying is, he is so in love with us, and we're not listening. And if we're not ready, we're not going to be, we're not going to be raptured out of here. We're going to be left. We're, we're not going to be in that book of life. And he wants us to be. He wants us to be that overcomer. And you know, the problem is the enemy. He is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And he is so distracting us. Jesus said that when he comes, it will be like a thief in the night. And it's going to be because we're distracted. He's distracting us now. Everybody's in fear. Everybody's freaking out. It's a distraction from being ready for Jesus' return. Matthew 24, I want to read to you what he said. He said, watch therefore. The disciples were asking him what it was going to be like and what were the signs. And I just encourage you to read them. But I want to start... And um, verse 42, Matthew 24, verse 42. Watch therefore and give strict attention. Be cautious and active. For you don't, you don't know in what kind of day, whether near or remote one, your Lord is coming. But understand this. Had the householder known in what part of the night, whether in night or morning, watch the thief was coming, he would have watched and he would have not allowed his house to be undermined and broken into. And let's just stop there for a minute. What is he saying? If your house is going to be broken into, here it sounds like someone was hired. But if you knew the day and the hour that your house is going to be broken into, you'd be ready, right? You'd be ready to make sure that didn't happen. And so there's a couple things that I thought about when I read this. And one is, is our house more important than watching for Jesus? Is it that important or are we distracted? And I believe we are. We're distracted. And Jesus said that's the enemy's plan. He said, as soon as you hear the word in um, Mark 4, as soon as you hear the word, 13 through 15, as soon as you hear the word, as soon as you hear the word, and the word is God, he is this word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it from you. And that's what he's trying to do. 
And I was thinking this morning that it, it's close because the enemy is working really hard to distract us. And you know, fear is the opposite of faith. And everybody is freaking out and they're in fear and they're totally distracted from um, Jesus coming as if we weren't before, but now even more so. But at the same time, God uses what was meant for our harm, for good. And so now you got this time and Jesus is saying, quick, get ready. The time is near. You don't want it to be ready or not. Here I am kind of thing. You don't want to hear the trumpet blow and then you're not ready. And that's the way it's going to be if we don't discern what he's saying here. So he said, understand this, had the householder known and um, what part of the day or night, whether night or day, um, watch the thief was coming, you know, what watch it was. And um, this is the Amplified Bible, so a few of these words are in parentheses. So if I read it without the parentheses, I'll just make it clear. The householder known and what watch the thief was coming he would have watched and he would not have allowed the house, his house to be undermined and broken into. Then Jesus said in verse 44, you also must be ready therefore for the son of man is coming in an hour which you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful throughout the wise servant who his master has put in charge of his household to give to those the food and supplies that um, at the proper time? And he started talking to me again when I read this about that greater work. He's left us in charge. He said, whoever believes, whoever steadfastly believes in me, then he's going to do what I was doing. I'm going to the Father now, and he's saying, you that believe in me, you're going to do what I was doing. And he said, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, tell everybody about me, make everyone disciples. And, you know, when you, when you live in the kingdom of God and you learn his way of doing, then you resist fear. You don't live in fear. And, and so what's going on is we're not doing our part. You know, we talked about that yesterday. The children are suffering. People are suffering because we're allowing it. God's not. He left us in charge. He said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind is bound. And so he said, here, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Like you say to your kids, I'm giving you the keys to the car. You can drive the car. And he's going to empower you to do his work, of course. You know, he lives on the inside of us. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, he does. He comes and lives on the inside of you. And so you have his power on the inside of you to do his work. He sent out 70 and they came back and they're all excited that they had God's power on the inside of them. They said even the demons bowed. Even the demons listened. And so that's what God is saying. He's saying, take authority over that fear. Stop letting it rule you. And here we are locked away in our houses, you know, and we're afraid of this thing. And God already made provision for us anyway. If you get sick, you're healed. If you believe by his stripes, you're healed. You're already healed. And so we're needlessly walking around, freaking out, you know, washing grocery carts. And, you know, it's so out of hand. If you are a believer, you're already healed by his stripes. You were healed. And I'm not just saying this. I've walked through it. God is the healer. I get sick. He heals me. I get sick and he heals me. It's simple. He is the healer. And so anyway, 
So verse 45, I read that, verse 46. Blessed, happy, and fortunate, and to be envied is the servant who when his master comes, he will find him doing. So when Jesus comes back, you know, what's he going to find you doing? Are you going to be doing that assignment, that greater work? Um, do you have to be watched? Do you have integrity even though you're not being watched? Do you have integrity to do the right thing when you're not being watched? That's what he's saying. When I come back, are you going to be doing what I told you to do? Or are you going to have nodded off? That's what it says next. <clears throat> um, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is a servant whom when his master comes, he will find him doing so. I solemnly declare to you, he will set him over all the all he possesses. But if the servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is delayed and he's going to be gone a long time and he begins to beat his fellow servants and and to eat and drink with the drunken, the master, that servant, will come on the day when he does not expect him and that hour of which he is not aware and he will punish him. And um, you can read verse 51. It's kind of gruesome, right? I'll read it. And he will punish him, cut him up by scourging him and put him with the pretenders, the hypocrites, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I can see why people don't want to read it, but it's the truth. It's in the Bible. And Jesus said it. And so what he's saying is, if we're not ready, if we've nodded off and we're doing the things we know we're not even to be doing, then it's going to be ready or not, here I am kind of thing. But he's trying to encourage us. He's trying to prepare us to be ready for his return. And his return is soon. And we have everything to do with that. It's not his will that one should perish. And so he's calling us to care. He's calling us to care. He's calling us to care about what he cares about. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind is me means you care about what God cares about. He's in love with his children. He, he doesn't like the suffering that we're allowing. He's not, it, it's not his thing. He, he gave his life so we don't have to suffer. And we're not even teaching people that. We're suffering with them. We're on the wide path with them. We're not living any different than the unbeliever is living. And so God said, he's frustrated. He said, obey me. He said, hear the words so you have faith. Speak to the mountain. He said, raise the dead, cast out demons. Teach the gospel to the poor and the brokenhearted. He said, take authority over the enemy, but we don't. We just lay down and we, we bow down to him because we don't know God, because we haven't taken the time to know God and to look at the word and obey the word. And so he's frustrated. And yesterday we were talking about when we stand before him. And I, I was editing that video this morning. It's a good video if you haven't watched it. Um, you should watch it. I was editing it and, you know, it... it it's, what is he going to say to you on that day? You know, are you just being this surface Christian? Or um, are you actually doing what he said to do? Have you opened the book and read? And are you doing what he said to do? And if you are, then that's good. And, but I don't think that we are. 
I feel convicted every time I look at the Word of God. Like, I didn't care enough. I didn't care what He cared about. I was talking about yesterday how I still care more about what I think. I care too much about me. Not what I think. I care too much about me. I don't care about what I think. But what I think affects who I am. So I guess it kind of goes together. But what I'm trying to say is we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. So we're to care about that other person first. And I'm not saying I've arrived, but I've been on, I have been taught that by real life experience, by God asking me to put myself aside, by him asking me to love that person that is not treating me right. And when you do that, then it's not about you anymore. It's about them. It's about their salvation. And when it's about them and their salvation, you're realizing that God loves that person that is mistreating you. And he wants that person to know you, know him, and that person can know him through you. Through you. When you love someone and they don't deserve that, the Bible says it's like burning coals over their head. They feel it. They see it. And they see the Jesus in you, and then they want that love that you're offering. And, you know, I'm not talking about being in an abusive relationship or telling you what to do or not to do. You got to go to him for that. You got to go to him and find out what he wants you to do. He, he's the one who's going to tell you what to do. He's the one who's going to judge you on that day. He's the one that you're rejecting if you go to someone else and ask what to do. And so he's saying to get on your knees, find out what you're supposed to do. I can't can't talk. (laughs) I can't emphasize that enough. Get on your knees. Ask him what to do. Ask him your part. Get serious. Get enthusiastic. Expect him to return tomorrow. Because if you expect him to return tomorrow, if you're enthusiastic about what if he shows up tomorrow, am I going to be doing what he said to do? Or am I going to be getting drunk with a drunk? Have I gotten depressed? Have I fallen off? Have I nodded off? Am I just doing what everybody else is doing? If he comes tomorrow and you're doing what everyone else is doing, then um, you're not going to be ready. It's not going to be good. And I don't know you know, how the judgment works. I'm not God. But I do know the message I'm supposed to tell you is find out from him what you're supposed to be doing and then seriously commit to it. Be expectant of his return instead of thinking you got time. You don't know how much time you have. You don't even know if you'll you'll stand before him tomorrow. He might not come here tomorrow, but you might stand before him tomorrow or tonight or today. You don't know that. He knows everything, and he's preparing us to stand before him. And he's being gracious, and he's giving us time. But today he's saying that, I just heard him say, ready or not, here I come. If we're not ready, you know, in Matthew 24 here, Jesus said that things are going to end sooner because um, things aren't tolerable anymore, and they're kind of to that place. What? How much more can we tolerate? How much more can God tolerate of us not doing our part. Are we calling those things to be not as though they were? Are we just, um, like I said yesterday, turning the page and saying, I can't look and, you know, there's nothing I can do. We can do a lot. 
And we got to start doing those things that we can do, the things that he gave us power and authority over. Call those things to be not as though they were. Tell that person what they need to know. I know, you know, I, I've come up to people and I, I see their problem and I've held back and, and not said anything to them because they might not get it and I don't want to offend them. And, you know, I'm just trying to be that meek, quiet Christian. And I got to say, no, that's not what he's called us to do. When he comes back, is he going to find us um, doing the job that he asked us to do? We just read that. Is he going to find you doing that thing that he asked you to do? Blessed, happy, and fortunate is to be envied as a servant whom when his master comes, he will find him doing so. I solemnly declare to you, he will set him over all he all his possessions. But, but if the servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is delating, he's going to be gone a long time, he begins to beat his fellow servants and gets drunk with him. The master, the servant, will come on a day that he least expects him. And so... He's telling us to take him seriously, to be expectant of him, to, to get up every day and say, Lord, I know you're coming, and I know you're expecting me to work for you, to do your part. I'm your servant. What do you want me to do? Help me to do it. Help me to prepare for your return and to um, prepare others for your return. You know, after he spoke this word to me, I got really serious because I could even before he said it, I could feel it in my spirit that his return is soon. And then um, going out in public and seeing everybody freak out and everybody's got masks on now and, and wearing rubber gloves and so afraid, so afraid. And why are we so afraid? Do we not know the master? Do we not know that by his stripes we were healed? Do we not know where we're going to go when we leave here? Are we afraid of not having stuff? Our little gods before God? What are we afraid of? What is so scary? It's going to be scary if you're not doing the right thing, if you're not prepared for his return. I'm thinking of Noah and the flood. They didn't believe Noah. And it was scary for them. It never even rained from the sky down before. That was the first time it rained. The earth was watered. It, it bubbled up. The water bubbled up from the earth. And so I'm sure that day they were just freaking out, and it was scary. And it's going to be scary when Jesus comes if you're not ready, if you're not prepared. Get up every day, get on your knees, find out what you're supposed to do so that when he comes, when you hear that trumpet, you can be excited, you can run to meet him, you can, you can have joy every day, peace and contentment. You don't have to be afraid, you won't have to wear a mask, you won't have to wear gloves. You know, I wash my hands. I, I wash. I always wash my hands because I just like to wash my hands. And so I always had hand sanitizer in the car, and I'd come in from going in the store, and I'd use hand sanitizer on my hands. And now I don't have any <laughs> because it's gone. But now they have it in the stores when you go in and you go out. So I still use it. But the thing is, is this thing has gone so overboard. And um, we are freaking out and we don't need to be. And it's a distraction. It's a major distraction from Jesus. Um, the enemy is killing, stealing, and destroying, and he's doing it with fear. 
And you know, I want you to know that he works in your thinking, and that and that's where he blows things out of proportion. And um, I've had experience with that. He says something to you, and he tries to make you think that it's real. And the more you meditate on it, the more real it becomes. And that's the way we're put together, and he knows that. Proverbs says, as a man thinks, so is he. Corinthians says, to take captive every thought and line it up with the Word of God. And so if you're thinking what God thinks, if you're in agreement with Him, if you have His opinion, then you're going to be thinking, by His stripes I'm healed. I don't have anything to worry about. You're going to be thinking you're good. You're not going to be scared. You're going to be thinking about His return and the thing that you're to do to prepare for his return. You're going to have a relationship with him, a tight relationship with him where you're going to hear him talk to you. And you're going to know what's going on. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to remind you things he said. You have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, and so you don't need to be afraid. So if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, I want to offer to pray with you today. Revelation 3.20 says he's already knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, if you want to come in agreement with him and live by his opinion, he will come and live on the inside of you. When he was here in the physical before, he's, he's coming again, but when he was here the first time, he told the disciples, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I love you too much. I'm reading between the lines. But he said, I'm going to send the Spirit. The Father is going to send the Holy Spirit, and He's going to come, and He's going to live on the inside of you. And it's it's the same as having God, same as having, having Him, His Spirit living on the inside of you. He said He's going to be your comforter, your standby, your helper. Amplified Classic Bible says He's going to remind you of things to come. I mean, tell you things to come. I always mess that up. I remind you of things He said. He's going to be there for you all the time. He's in love with you. And um, you'll never have to worry, never have to be alone. And he's going to direct you and correct you. We read that all week long, that he corrects those he loves. He's, he's correcting us now. He's preparing us for his return. He's saying, hurry up, get things in order. He's coming. The bridegroom is coming. Is the bride getting ready? No, we're not. We're distracted. And he's saying, get undistracted. He's using my voice to tell you right now, don't don't fall for the enemy's ploys. And um, Mark 4, 13 through 15, he says, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy's going to come and try to take it. And then after that, all the way through verse 19 or 20, he talks about all Satan's tactics. And so when you are listening to the word of God, when you're learning, you're going to heed those warnings. And that's what Jesus was saying. He said, if you heed my voice, then I'm going to come and live on the inside of you. If we're in agreement, I'm going to live on the inside of you. I'm going to tell you things to come. John 15, 1 through 8, he said, I'm the vine, you're the branches, Father's the vine dresser. And when we're in agreement, then um, you can ask what you will. It'll be done for you as representing me, and you're going to be glorifying the Father. So we're going to be in oneness, and you're not going to be sick, and you're not going to have to be afraid that when you stand before him or are afraid of what you don't know. Most of us are afraid of what we don't know. I remember when I wasn't sure what happened when I left here, and what happens is you go to be with the Lord. Your body doesn't, but you do. 
your spirit, you're going to go be with him. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so when you know that, when you hang out with him, when you let him teach you and reassure you and give you confirmation, then you're going to have that peace that you need to live in this world we're living in right now. And so Jesus is saying, be ready. So it's not ready or not. Here I come. So it's so it's not not ready. So it's not like a thief in the night. And you know, we were talking about we pay so much attention to things here that are are temporary. You know, like guarding our house. I started talking about that. Is that more important than guarding your life, your your eternal salvation? It's not. And if that is that important, and you know you would, if you knew someone's going to rob your house at 2 a.m., you'd be sitting there waiting. And if they didn't show up at 2, you'd be waiting and waiting. You would keep your guard up. And if you would nod off, then that house would be robbed. And Jesus is saying the same thing. Stay awake. Be alert. Be watchful. Be active. Be doing that thing he called you to do. So I think enough said, and if you want to say that prayer, I'd love to say it with you, dear Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you're already knocking at the door of our heart. We're just inviting you to come in and dine with us, like you said. We thank you and praise you. I just feel like he said I need to read this to you first, so let's do that. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and listens to and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I will eat with him and he will eat with me. So Jesus, we thank you and praise you. And we're just asking you to come in. We're inviting you to come in and live on the inside of us. We heed your voice. We're asking you to dine with us, to hang out with us, to correct us and teach us and help us to be faithful to you as faithful to you as you are to us. We thank you for your warning, and we thank you for your presence. We thank you for that knowing. I just feel God's presence really strong right now. Let's just give him a minute. I just feel like he's saying that he wants you to know his way how to live in heaven right here, right now. And when you learn that, then you're going to be able to easily move in with him when you leave here. And so we thank you, Lord, and praise you that you are your word. And when we look to your word, we're looking to you. We're just asking you to make yourself known to us, Lord. And I hear you, Lord. I feel like he's saying he's coming quickly. Don't put this aside. Don't make light of it. He is coming quickly, quickly, quickly. So he's saying, ready or not, here I come. So thank you and praise you, Lord, for coming and living on the inside of us and talking to the people. Lord, help them to know that it's you talking to them and you preparing um, the way for them and that you're calling us to prepare the way for you. And we thank you that you do warn us and you're giving us plenty of time and at the same time you're warning us that there is not much time so we love you and praise you give you all the glory thank you thank you so much he's so good he's so in love with you and he wants you to know you know how that is when you play that game you know you're hiding right and then the person that's coming to get you 
has to find you, right? So ready or not, you say, here I come. And if that one person isn't ready, then it's too late. And so he's saying the same thing. He's saying, get ready. I'm coming. If you're not ready, it's too late. It's going to be too late when he gets here. Now is the time to prepare for him. Now is the time. Now is the time. Get in that hiding place. Get in that place. Distract yourself from the world and get in that place he's calling you to do, to be, and do that work he's calling you to do. Love that person. Whatever it is, right there, right where you are at, And he forgives you for your past. You're forgiven. But you got to choose. And if you believe, it's more than just a prayer. It's more than just talking. But it's action. So be actively waiting for him. Be attentive. Get up every day and ask him to remind you that he's coming. When you hear his voice, when you hear him remind you, that's going to get you excited. It's going to get you on fire. It's going to get you motivated. Talk to him. There's nothing the same as talking to him and hearing him. He's so good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer today, I'd love it so much if you let me know. Remember, he is his word, so you've got to look at it. Don't get distracted. Don't let the enemy distract you from hearing the word. And then all of a sudden, you're going to have faith. And then all of a sudden, you're not going to need that mask anymore because you're just going to know Jesus, and you're going to know he's going to take care of you. All of a sudden, you're not going to be freaking out that you're not going to have enough stuff because you know that he's going to take care of you. So in love with you. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.